Hey there, you're listening to the Just Michelle Talking Podcast, and I'm Michelle, and I'm happy to be here today talking to you. I have to say that I completely love this podcast. I didn't really know how it was going to go, and as I get closer to wrapping up the first season, I think I've learned a lot, actually, about what I want to talk about, how I want to talk about it, whether or not I'm enjoying this, answer, yes, and kind of where I want to go with this. And I think, to be honest, this podcast is probably something that's going to evolve over time. I think eventually I'll find my feet. But for a nearly finished, not yet finished, season one, I think, I think I'm doing okay. And I like it. And if you think that I'm doing okay, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to leave a review so that other people can check it out. And as much as I appreciate the reviews that you leave on various podcast apps, I'd also appreciate it if you just tell a friend. Let's tell other people about the Just Michelle Talking Podcast and let's see if we can turn it into something. So funnily enough, today is going to be all about kind of telling a friend. It all makes sense in a minute, I promise. I'm actually going to talk about things people say to us and and the the impact that has on us and and what, what we should do with that, right? So over the years... I will say that many people I know and love and, and plenty of complete strangers have told me some really hurtful, shitty, mean things. The pastry chef who told me that I wasn't suited to doing pastry work when I had just changed my entire life to enroll in pastry school. Um, the woman who told me um, shortly after my dad died that I looked thinner and as a result, grief suited me. She literally was like, grief suits you. What? Who says that? Anyway, you know, the, the random strangers I would meet on the street who would see me with triplets and tell me awful, awful things like, well, if that was me, I would have committed suicide. Really? Because ending your life is something to joke about. It isn't. And really? Because having three healthy kids is a reason to end your life? I, I don't get it. Like, people just told me all kinds of crazy stuff, which killed my confidence, killed my dreams, and just kind of hurt, you know? And then there were people that were maybe well-meaning, but kind of misguided. So some relatives of my ex-husband for my birthday gave me an at-home blood pressure machine as a gift. And when I was like, first, by the way, when I first got it, I thought it was a joke. And I literally thought they were just kidding. They'd be like, psych, here's the diamond ring we got you. Yeah, no, it was a real gift. And when I said like, oh, this is really unusual, but like I'm in good health. Why are you giving me an at-home blood pressure checker machine thingy? They said, because people like you need to be aware of health issues. People like me meant people who were overweight. If that isn't the most offensive thing, like, Honestly, it needs to go on one of those BuzzFeed articles about worst gifts ever given, but anyway. Like, so often, people open their mouth and insert foot, and then they move on, right? Like, hardly even giving a thought to what they've said. And I have to say, I'm probably guilty of that, too. I think there's plenty of times where I said stuff that I just said without thinking, and it was hurtful, and it wasn't meant to be. But when that happens, when people say shitty things to us, we're left with the ashes of our egos or our souls to kind of clean up. So like, what do you do in that case? What do you do when well-meaning or maybe not well-meaning people chuck verbal hand grenades at us? That's what I want to talk about in today's episode. So when people say shitty things and what to do about it. So one of the things about being a, a bookish word nerd as I am is that you often sit up and take notice of the things that people say. Now, 
very often something somebody says to me or a quote that I read somewhere will roll around in my head for days or weeks or months or even years afterwards because I love words and they carry a lot of weight for me. And I think a lot of the time the other person has no real idea of how much their words had an impact on me. To them, it's a throwaway comment or a throwaway line or an article they wrote. And it's entirely likely they just said something without even thinking about it too much, you know? You know, words, kind of kind of like popcorn in a movie theater, have a way of being thrown about which out, without much notice as to where they land or, or spilled in front of you and people don't really notice where it's going. But I kind of love that about words. I love that they can be filled with so much meaning and emotion that they lift us up and make us feel higher and almost kind of floaty and joyful. You know, like when somebody gives you a compliment and you just have a spring in your step for the rest of the day because that compliment felt so nice, you know? And sometimes that's such a good thing because somebody will say something that is beautifully profound to me or which acts as a motivating force or which makes me feel differently about things or differently about myself, you know? I mean... Sometimes the right placed word can be the difference between a crappy mood and a great mood, you know? So sometimes that's a really good thing. But other times people's words are a terrible thing because uh, whether they meant it or not, I will take their comment very personally and I will let it bury itself in my heart for far too long. And rather than kind of lift me up and kind of make me feel that little bit taller, it becomes a weight that I sort of drag along behind me, you know? And it's those negative and hurtful comments, which are often, by the way, not intended to be hurtful, which end up causing the most trouble. You know, we all remember that fourth grade teacher who believed in us, right? But the one that we think about and the one that we let affect our lives is the fifth grade teacher who told us that we'd never amount to anything. It's just something about the negativity and the emotion attached with somebody telling you something that didn't sit well with you just lingers more and seems to have a bigger, a bigger impact. You know, when people use their words to pass judgment on us, I guess, you know, we kind of have two choices, right? Either we hear those words and we take them as validation for feelings that we already harbored deep inside ourselves yeah, you're right, I am awesome, or yeah, you're right, I am kind of ugly, you know? Or the, you know, the other option is to hear those words and not let them take root, which of course is a far harder thing to do, right? It is possible to listen and let those words pass through us rather than let them stop and hang out for a while, you know, kind of like that really annoying cousin who was like, hey, can I crash on your couch? And like six months later, she's still there, Right. I mean, I want to believe that the only person whose thoughts and words truly matter are our own and us and what we say about ourselves. But unfortunately, that, that's not the case. So I, I really wish that we were more able to let people's words pass through us. And I think probably that is a skill that you can learn over time. But for me, because words carry so much weight and meaning, I find that really hard. And I still do have in my head, you know, that one teacher who thought I sucked or that pastry chef who thought I was crap at cake or you know, whatever it is, right? And what's so interesting about these, in particular, negative words or judgments that take root in our souls 
is that like most of the time, the person who said it forgets they said it immediately after. So while you are there giving those words, your time and your energy and your attention, the person who said it is like eating dinner, going to work, having sex, getting their hair cut. They're just like going about their normal lives as though nothing has changed because for them it hasn't changed, right? It's just words. They said it, they, that's it, right? Isn't that terribly unfair? Now, if you imagine somebody's words are like a little balloon and that balloon is filled with concrete, right? So it's like they handed you this balloon filled with concrete And it's like you took it from them rather than just being like, hey, nice balloon and walking away and letting it kind of pass over you. You you grab that balloon and it's like you tied it to your ankle and then you drag that thing around for forever and ever, right? Just like schlepping it behind you on the string kind of thing. And here's what we forget about the things other people say. Other humans are inherently narcissistic. I'm not saying that everybody in the world is an actual narcissist. I'm saying that human nature is such that we care much more about ourselves than we do anywhere else, anyone else. The humans in the world are generally speaking, not walking around thinking about you and talking about you all day. Most of the time, they're thinking about themselves. Even in this situation where we've taken that concrete-filled balloon off of them, we're walking around thinking about how those words reflect on us, who we are, how we feel, and how hurt we feel. And rarely do we stop and think, hang on a minute, maybe the problem isn't me, maybe the problem is them. If somebody says something to us that we find insulting, we don't think about how maybe we're really not what that person told us. Maybe it's that person's vision of things, right? Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody, let's say you're like, you know, you are sensitive about your looks. Let's say you're brunette and somebody says to you, oh my God, I think brunettes are like so ugly. And you grab that concrete filled balloon, which says brunettes are so ugly and you tie it to your ankle and you drag that shit around. You are not going to stop and think to yourself, why do they think brunettes are ugly? Does, that, does what they said have any value, any meaning, any whatever? You're only going to latch on to the fact that whatever they said has something to do with you, right? When in fact, maybe it has nothing to do with you and it's everything to do with them. You know, maybe they're, I don't know, evil older sister is a brunette, therefore they hate all brunettes, right? We often don't understand the reasons why people feel the way they feel and why they make the judgments they make, but we immediately attach it to us and it becomes our problem, right? So like given that other people's judgments and and words can be so easily passed on and dragged around, should we even care what they say or what they think about us? Is it even possible to let those words land where they may and you just walk on by you know is it possible to let those little concrete balloons of nastiness just kind of land at your feet and you're like yeah cool and you just walk along through them and when people say things like i don't give a shit what other people think do they really believe that or do they just say that as a protection mechanism i really wonder that last one 
You know, it's funny. My mom often comments that I am, that she thinks I am someone who clearly does not give a shit what other people think. She couldn't be more wrong. But this is really ironic because she is somebody for whom the thought, what will people say about me, is often a guiding principle for her choices. It's really interesting. She's somebody who really cares what other people will say and think about her. And so when she comments that I'm someone who clearly doesn't give a shit what other people think, I often wonder if she's kind of like slightly proud of that or if she thinks I'm somehow doing myself a disservice by that. I, I really wonder, you know. Now, she's totally wrong about my not caring what other people think because I'm human and, of course, being human means I care what other people think about me. I want to be thought of and spoken of positively because, like, honestly, who doesn't, right? However, I have learned that what I think of me will ultimately matter a whole lot more than what someone else thinks of me. Because ultimately, it doesn't really affect the quality of my life, right? In terms of, um, oh, I'm trying to find a way to like explain, explain this weather well. Okay, let me put it this way. If somebody else is wandering around thinking terrible things about me, like I'm not going to know about it right? It's not like I can see into their soul and hear what they say all the time. If somebody is walking around thinking about me or thinking terrible things about me or whatever, it doesn't really affect my daily quality of my life. However, it does affect the quality of my life in a pretty profound way if I am walking around the world thinking terrible things about myself. Now, the same is kind of true if I'm letting their thoughts that they said to me take root in my mind, right? Because that negative thing they said about me immediately makes me go, am I really like that? Is that really true? Oh my God. And then again, it becomes me thinking about me, which is a problem, right? So do I really think it's possible to not give a shit what people think about me? No, I actually don't. I think we're wired to care and it's our emotions which set us apart from other animals. It's our connections that make us human and our care for others and others care for us, which makes the human race distinct, right? I truly think that people who say they don't give a shit what others think of them are either lying to themselves or they are sociopaths, right? You have to be truly hardwired differently to other humans to not care what other humans think, right? So if we biologically have to care, then can we lessen the emotional impact those words have, right? If we have to care what other people think or we're wired, we're wired to care what other people think and letting those pass through us is really hard, how do we not let other people's opinions of us drag us into this, this negative, terrible place, right? So here's a concept for you. It's not about not caring what other people say or not noticing what other people say. It's about how much weight you give it. So you can't help but care, but you can help how much you care. We get to choose what we do with other people's comments. And I think way too often we choose to let them weigh us down like those balloons filled with concrete that we're dragging around, right? So this is kind of a two-part concept. 
the difficult part is probably the first part where you have to decide what you should listen to and give weight to and what you shouldn't. So how do you decide when to listen and when not to? I think the first step is to determine if there's any truth to the words that person has said. Sometimes we get really offended by something somebody has told us simply because there's a kernel of truth in it or maybe there's full truth in it and we don't want to admit it to ourselves. So, and I think often in an effort to give constructive criticism, sometimes people say like truly terrible things and just their delivery is bad, although the message isn't. So, you know, my job as an ever-evolving human is to decide if there's anything useful in those words for me or not. We have to kind of, at least temporarily, wade through or try to put that emotion aside and see if we can find something in their words which are useful to helping us grow. So if a fourth grade teacher tells us, you're never going to amount to anything, I mean, I don't think that statement has any real truth because she can't see into the future and that's not really helpful to me. Have I got anything to learn from that? No, I totally don't. But if your best friend says to you, every time we have dinner, you spend more time looking at your phone than me, then there's something which we can and probably should actually work on, right? But imagine if they delivered it as in like, you know, you're so selfish. Every time we have dinner, you spend your time looking at your phone and not at me. The selfish bit is not the useful part. The you are spending more time looking at your phone than looking at me is the useful part, right? There's some truth in your best friend's words there. And I think it's really important to, to, to before we dismiss what somebody else has said or accept what somebody else has said, just examine it for a minute. Is there anything in here for me to learn, right? Now, if there is nothing for you to learn and the words are truly just meant to wound or to express that person's own pain, you process the emotions around those words and then you learn to let those words go, which is something that takes a little bit of practice, yeah? If there is some truth to what they've said or there could be, do some soul searching. Look inwards. Do you want to change that thing that they think is a problem? And how will you? You know, maybe it's a matter of being more mindful so that next time you go out to dinner with that friend, your phone is being kept in your handbag or your phone is on silent or whatever. Maybe it's a matter of finding a mental health professional to help you work through a bigger issue here, right? It doesn't matter how you're going to solve it. But either way, I think you need to examine the negative things that people say about you And choose whether or not they're worth your time to figure out or not, right? Is there some truth here? Can I work on something here? Do I need some help, et cetera, yeah? So you kind of get to choose what you do with that information. You know, you either, you basically need to make the choice about how much mental real estate their words are going to take up for you. And then, and then you kind of move on to the next step. So it would be so nice if I could tell you that the solution here is like duck the incoming verbal grenade. But most of the time, we don't see it coming. So by the way, like I didn't see that chick coming up to me and being like, grief really suits you. <sighs> Seriously, lady. Anyway, I, I do want to also say side note here. If you have got a family member or a friend who is especially skilled at verbal abuse 
and like hurling a lot of verbal hand grenades your way. Minimize the amount of time you spend with them because it's not worth being having to constantly go through this every time. It's really not. I know there's some family members we can't entirely cut off. Okay, fine. Minimize your time with them. I've done this to great success. Maybe I should do a podcast topic about that, like getting rid of toxic people in your life or, or at least minimizing the damage they do to us, you know? Okay. So first I want you to remember that you can choose to hear words that are chucked at you and just let them slide right off. More power to you if you are capable of doing that, right? And by the way, it's not that you don't hear those words. It's more of a case of they throw their little hand grenade at you and your ears probably hear them, but your soul does not absorb them, yeah? Some people might call that like growing a thicker skin, but to me, even thick skin is penetrable. And so personally, I'd rather a skin that was totally impervious to this kind of stuff. So it can't get through me. It just kind of slides right off me. But that something is just, like I said, I think like three times in this episode, really, really, really hard. So your second option is to do what most people do about it, right? Which is that we hear what they say, we absorb it, and then we let it permeate into our brain so that our emotions kick in and we just end up feeling sad or angry or hurt or betrayed or like all of the above, plus insert other emotions here, right? And so in, in that case, step one, as I said, I think is to decide, is there any truth here? Is there any learning here? Is there anything useful in this commentary at all, right? And if the answer is yes, then let's go ahead and do something about that. And if the answer is no, this is what I think we do, right? If there's nothing there to be learned and it's just, it's just hurtful, then my suggestion is to choose to give that emotional shitstorm a timeline. Feel the feels, cry the cries, eat the chocolate, you know, have a good rant to your friend, whatever ever you need to but then put a timeline on it i'm gonna feel awful about this this afternoon and i'm gonna eat a lot of cake but when i wake up in the morning i am done giving this thing my time or i'm really upset about this rather than try to push those feelings down i'm gonna fully give in to the crappy but for an hour and after that i need to be done with this because it cannot continue to take out my brain space you kind of give a time frame for how much of your life you're willing to give in to that feeling or that hurt. And we've talked many times now about time, right? And how you never get time back. And so I don't want us to waste our time on somebody's hurtful words when, like I said, they probably say it and then walk away from it and then never think about it again, right? So give yourself the time to have the emotions. Wallow in that time if you got to wallow or cry or whatever it is you need to do. And then choose awesome over miserable. You're going to stand up, you're going to dust off your bum, and you're going to move on, which, again, is a skill that takes a little time to learn. And look, there might be the odd time after your official deadline that your mind wanders to those words again. But you need to remind yourself, I've been miserable about this. I've got way better stuff to do now. There is no way that being miserable about this again is serving me any purpose. And that person is walking around with their life intact. So why am I giving that person this power and this time they don't deserve, right? 
I have to say this sounds like a really simple thing, but every time I've tried giving myself a deadline on misery, it's actually worked pretty well because I think when we try to push something down and push something down and push something down and ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, it kind of, it stays in our head as like a little niggling bird kind of like, it's like beep, 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 in the background all the time, which is just like, you never get the satisfaction kind of, of just feeling shitty about it because you're trying so hard not to feel that kind of way about it. Right. So it's worked well because I give myself permission to feel crappy about that thing and embrace that crappy. And by like indulging in it, it's like, I can go, Oh, I've indulged it. I felt the feels it was crap. Right. I've moved on now. And then it's over as opposed to it dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging forever. Right. I mean, if you just let those emotions stew and stew and stew, all that's ever happened to me is that their, their words get louder in my head, the emotions get more intense, the stories I tell myself around what they said become even more convoluted and complicated, and I end up being unproductive. It's just, it's no way to live, right? When you sit there stewing endlessly in the juices of your hurt, and they are out there living their lives with, with not another thought to you. So, Coming back to my balloon metaphor, if I can, words and the things people say to us and about us can follow us around, right? That balloon filled with concrete. But when people say lovely things, those balloons are filled with helium, right? And they lift us into the sky, right? As opposed to the word, the words filled with concrete, which ground us very much to the ground and mean we can't let go of it. So I think the key here is if you have picked up somebody else's concrete balloon of terrible words about you or something that made you feel awful, carry that thing around for a while. Decide how long you're willing to drag it around. And then when you're done dragging it around, put it back on the shelf and just walk away. Again, this is something that takes time. But every single time I've gone, you know what? I'm going to let myself feel crappy about this for like two days or a day or an hour or a week, however long it is, and then I'm done with this thing. What generally happens is that I find after a day or two, I'm kind of bored of being annoyed about this thing, and I let it go that much easier. You cannot let go of a balloon filled with concrete. If you let go, you drop it and it lands on your foot, right? It doesn't work the same. So... Rather than let it go, because I don't think that works, what I think you do is you drag it around, hang on to it for as long as you need to hang on to it, allow yourself to feel crappy about that, and then when you're ready, when the deadline is up, you take that balloon, you place it on the shelf, and you walk away from it, right? Eventually, it no longer serves us to hold on to that string or to drag that ball of concrete behind us. And eventually, we actually naturally let it go. Many is the time that I gave myself a deadline of a day or two days or whatever. And well before the deadline was over, I was, I was frankly kind of sick of thinking about that thing. So people invariably will say stupid things to us. They will say hurtful things. They will say mean things. But once they drop those bombs out of their mouth, they walk away. And what you need to do is Decide if that bomb has any truth to it at all and whether or not it's worth you learning a lesson here or doing some introspection. And if there isn't, 
then decide you're going to be hurt for however long you need to be hurt. And then when that time is up, so is your need to carry around this thing. Life is heavy enough without carrying other people's concrete filled balloons. You really don't need to. And what I really don't want to have happen is that you carry it around for so long that it starts to become what you believe about yourself. Because like I said, the things that actually affect my life and my quality of my daily life is not what other people say or think about me. It's what I think or say about me. And the more I carry around those concrete balloons of negativity, the more I start to believe they're true because they've been around for so long, right? On that note, may you be happy May you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. And I think it probably stands to reason that being at peace means we're not walking around with a whole lot of other people's opinions of us dragging us down. Have a great week.